0: Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at www.audibletrial.com backslash thegamer'sadvocate. The Gamer's Advocate. Target acquired. Mm-hmm. Hello everyone, and welcome to episode 16 of the Gamer's Advocate. I'm one of your hosts, Adam. I'm the elusive fourth member of Bananarama, Bill.
1: Holy cow, I don't know what that means. I'm Jack, sweet 16, holy Bajuders.
0: Yes, Jack. It is our 16th episode, our quinceañera, if you will.
1: What is that? I don't know Ooh, what that means. Ooh,
0: fancy. I
1: also don't know what that it's means. Like
0: Sweet 16 for all the Spanish folk. What's a bejuter? Oh, uh, taquito. <laughs> That's very nice. So, thank you once again for tuning in to our humble little podcast that is taking the world by storm. we got a lot of <laughs> awesome topics for you today, and taking, we're just going to jump right in. It's
2: taken it by a misty, cool breeze. <laughs> <laughs> hey, every, every storm's
0: got to start somewhere. And you can use that misty,
1: cool breeze in summer if you prefer.
2: <laughs> Thanks, Zach.
0: You're just so wise and full of sayings today. He's full
2: of something. <laughs>
0: something. So let's jump into it and see what we've been doing besides thinking of witty sayings.
1: All I know is I'm thinking about pizzas at 8 o'clock, so we got to get clickety clacking. What have you guys been up to? Uh, actually, I've been uh, playing Civilization on the
2: mobile version on the iPhone, and I'm playing a game actually with Adam as we speak.
1: Yeah, I'm actually uber jealous because uh, I don't have any Apple products. And uh, that sucks, actually, but I'm poor, and I can't afford it.
2: In fact, it's so, Adam's turn.
1: Yeah, it is Adam's turn. And they've been playing Civ all week long. I haven't been able to touch it. I actually haven't gamed a whole lot, and they're just, like, living it up, living Lovita loca.
0: Don't feel too bad, because
2: Adam hasn't been doing too much with it either. Oh, snap, Adam. <laughs> Adam, Adam.
0: It's just hard, because Bill actually, well, Civilization for Mobile just released their multiplayer suite, and I decided to play with Bill, who's a Civ Rev expert, and he just destroys me left and right. When I think I have him, he just comes in with tanks and destroys my life. So it's kind of sad. But we did kind of have a nice little deal that if you're listening to this podcast, you might still be able to jump on that Civilization Revolution on Xbox is only $10. I think
2: that was just yesterday. Oh,
0: man. Sorry, guys, you suck. So
1: if you hear this in the far
2: future, maybe <laughs> you, it comes back around If you've got
0: a time
1: machine
2: <laughs> yeah, let's go
1: back. and you can afford that, just go back in time.
2: Actually, today's Good the time. last day of the deals, so yeah. there's new stuff today. I just don't know what it is. Yeah, I think it's a lot, lot of
0: fighting games like Mortal Kombat, Street Fighter. all oh, yeah, that yeah, stuff yeah. is on sale. Well, the, the main point is that
1: Xbox Live has these deals that come up. Is it every weekend, Bill?
0: Not no, no, no. no.
1: This is a big time. They do time specials, specials all the
2: time, but this was... Like, I got, for 13 bucks. Yeah,
1: let's rub it in their face. I
2: got Bioshock. Yes. Fallout 3. Awesome. And yeah. I got Rayman Raving Rabbids to play, you know, some mini-games with the These wife. are like
1: triple-A titles that bucks. you got for 13 bucks Total. Yeah, it's Great. crazy impressive.
0: Not 13 bucks each. 13 bucks total. Yeah, That's pretty awesome. cool. Speaking of deals, I finally succumbed to the peer pressure of PlayStation Plus. It's a lot of Ps. Um, I, there was a deal going on that actually, once again, ends today, that if you buy PlayStation, a year of PlayStation Plus, you get three months free. Now... On top of that, if you spend fifty dollars in the PlayStation Store, you get ten dollars back. So for thirty nine ninety nine, I got a year of PlayStation Plus with three months free. It's pretty pretty good deal. Well, besides all the peas, uh, tell us why this deal is pleasing, if you if you can, for our listening audience. PlayStation Plus, if you don't know, it's full of discounts free games, like a kind of Netflix streaming library that you can download, except it's much smaller. Did you say library? I did accidentally. (laughs) (laughs) Library. February. (laughs) Whatever. Uh, The R is silent. I don't know. Keep going. They have a lot of good deals. I mean, Infamous 2 is on their little big planet. They just announced that Spec Ops The Line is coming in March. So they just have a lot of great stuff. And I've been meaning to do it, I just never did, but this deal was kind of too good to pass up. And unfortunately, the three months extra does expire today, but that deal where if you spend 50 you get $10 back is still on, so jump on that while you can.
2: No. Why not, man?
0: No, I'm kidding. It, it, it's a really good deal. My problem is I have a 20, one of the
2: old uh, George Foreman 20 gig uh, PS3s that's about full, so uh, I will probably jump on PlayStation Plus on the next generation.
0: Yeah, I've I've actually getting PlayStation Plus has kind of inspired me to get a new hard drive to put in the PS3 because there's some incredible things out there and I just want to get them.
1: Yeah, I know a lot of people have had storage issues that I've talked to. I don't know what's how expandable is
0: the PlayStation 3.
1: Do you know? I think it's up to like
0: 500 gigabytes or something. It is, and you can do like an external hard drive up to I think a terabyte or two. But it's only for game saves and, like, music and videos. But you can replace the hard drive inside for up to 500 gigabytes, you I think. You can?
2: Yeah. How much does it probably cost to have someone do it? it's actually
0: Probably not that much. You just have to take it out and put in, like, a 500-gigabyte one that you could buy at Best Buy and a Newegg or anything like that.
1: No. They can, can they piggyback it over like you could with the Xbox's uh, hard drives? I don't know
0: if you could piggyback it, but...
1: Well,
2: the good news is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. is with 20 gigs, it's not like if I lose it all, I'm losing a lot. <laughs> yeah, that's
0: true. But another nice thing about PlayStation Plus is you get the cloud saving. So if I do want to upgrade the um, the hard drive, I won't have to deal with all the transferring because I can just download all the saves to the cloud and then put them right back down on the new hard drive.
1: Yeah, because storage is definitely an issue and like just keeping track of all your stuff that you purchased and bought. and You don't want to lose those saves even if, you know... They are old, old, you know, a couple years old. Uh, you might want to go back to that game and, and restart where you're at. I actually do have some music
2: on there that I from one of my old bands with an old member that's not there anymore that I can't get anywhere else. I don't have a disc. I don't have anything. So eventually, that's going to be sad. Yeah. So. It kind of sucks. So I don't. It's not that big a deal.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anyway, what else have, have you guys been playing? Anything else fun this past week? I've Been recovering from the bubonic plague.
2: Yeah. So. Bill's
1: been sick forever. I don't know what's wrong with him. But hopefully he'll uh, recover soon. But uh, other than that, I haven't been really gaming at all. I've actually been moving and working, and
0: uh, yeah, unfortunately,
1: no game time for me.
0: Yeah, it's kind of a shame. That I've actually been got some more game time in, which is nice. I played Metal Gear Rising Revengeance for one level. That's a dumb name. <laughs> I know it is, but it's a fun game. You just got to slice up everything. Oh, the game looks cool. There's
3: yeah.
2: I literally, playing. I literally
0: just sta- stood in front of a car and just sliced it into a million pieces, and then there was this giant tree chopped into a million pieces. It's pretty fun, but haven't played all that much. But I just wanted to kind of hit on something that we talked about last week about the Real Racing 3 free-to-play game that came out on the 28th for iOS. That We were a little worried because all these little, little nitpicky pay for this. Yeah, microtransactions. Yeah. Pay for this. Repair this. Wait a few hours or pay to make it happen would interfere with the game. But I can happily say that I've played this game for about two hours and 45 minutes, and I haven't had to spend one cent and I've got a lot of I've got a few cars. I've got a lot of trophies, and it's just it's a very beautiful and fun game. And you know, what, I actually don't mind giving them I don't know three dollars for a coin pack or something because I think they deserve it. They made a very good game, and they're not trying to really cheat you out of it. I mean, it's a little grindy here and there, but I highly, highly recommend it.
1: Yeah, it's kind of interesting after we uh, or you get your hands on the game after we were kind of ripping our part because of these uh, microtransactions. And I know we were kind of waiting and seeing, but uh well, they did right by it, and you can still have like a playable game and not have to you know, waste a bunch of cash on it.
0: Yeah, it's just nice to see, because yeah, microtransactions are a very hot topic and very touchy subject, but it's nice to see when a comp- company goes the right path and the high road and makes the game enjoyable, but if you want to pay for something else, you can. So that, that's been pretty much what I've been doing. Anything else, Bill, besides being sick?
2: Um I did actually in my uh Online Dynasty reclaim I claimed the number 1 ranking now knocked off the number 2 guy and in, which means now I have a giant target on my back from everybody else in the league so <laughs> that probably won't last long but uh really it was a lot of recovery so played a little uh Civ Rev on the Xbox. It's one of those games that you can there's there's two games that I'll play when I'm sick and that's one of them because you can do a couple turns, put the controller down, go to sleep for a while, pick it back up, do another turn and and
1: it's a good, uh, good game to pass out too. Oh yeah, I'll strength. I'll
2: play it with the sound off and just with music going or podcasts or something and or listen to some comedy albums and it's a good way to kinda just relax and recover that way. Yeah,
3: well
0: we hope you get better real soon, Bill. Uh, You've been sick for like three millennia already. Let's jump right into the news. We got it was I mean, kind of a slower week except for some big reveal of the next Assassin's Creed, which we'll get into soon. But we got some nice little details, starting with Beyond Two Souls, the game by Quantic Dream, who is responsible for Heavy Rain, and a game that I was probably most, was one of my most anticipated games of the year, just got even more anticipated? year, <laughs> what <laughs> Yes. Yeah, so whatever you want to call it. But The famous actor Willem Dafoe, from Spider-Man, Boondock Saints, all these other great movies, is Going to be one of the main characters in this game, alongside Ellen Page of Juno fame. So it's good to see some star power used very, very well. And if you haven't checked it out, there's a nice behind-the-scenes look at Willem Dafoe and his and Willem. Ellen Page Dafoe and, and their motion <laughs> capture dots. Because I mean, you have, there's all these little dots. If you haven't seen motion capture, it's how the camera sees. Where people are making facial animations or moving, and keeps track of them, and that's why you get games that look much more realistic. Willa, and if you look at this, you will get a behind-the-scenes look of some great acting and some a scene from the upcoming game. So check it out. This game looks incredible, and it's coming October eighth, twenty thirteen, for the PS three. So can't wait for that. Nice.
1: Yeah, it should be awesome. I'm I'm glad they get the real AAA like actors on these AAA titles, and it's like they're making a blockbuster movie like they did with oh, exactly. Avatar. It, it reminded me of the Avatar movie where they did the whole, you know, dots, keeping track of the face painting, like really animated it. And it should be a great storyline. If it's not, I'll be shocked because they're both great uh, actors. So Yeah,
2: yeah th- those two in particular are very good. Uh, normally I don't really care if it's, if it's a known actor as long as it's oh, yeah. really good. But when you do see that it's a known actor and you know it's ones that are of that caliber, that, that gets you kind of pumped up for sure.
0: Yeah, and it's it's one thing to just use a celebrity to try and get some star power, but when you actually use an actor to this effect and use their strengths, it really can improve the end product. So very excited for this one. But one thing I kind of wanted to bring up to you guys is how do you feel about this releasing on October 8th? Now, with the PS4, we know it's going to be coming probably October or November. We don't have any release date really set. But let's say it comes out in the middle of October, early November, and then people see this game and they want the PS4, but... They can't buy it because, first of all, it's not backwards compatible. Do you think it's... I mean, I know the PS3 base is huge, but do you think it's going to affect the sales a little bit?
2: Well, I mean, I wish it was releasing March 5th, but since it's not... I mean, Sony's been very adamant that they have not only this game, but several other unannounced big-time PS3 games coming. They're not going to stop supporting. Um, They had, you know, the PS4 or PS3 came out in, what, 2005? Or six something. Or like that. Someone that for two or three years later, they were still pumping out games for that. I mean, they put out God of God of War games.
0: Sure. Or yeah, two came out.
2: Yeah, two came out after the PS3 was out. Yeah, and it didn't come out for the PS. I mean, that, that's that's a pretty ballsy move on Sony's part, and I think it's actually a smart move because it shows people that aren't quite ready to jump that hey, we're still going to take care of you too. Yeah, but if you are true. ready for something bigger, we got that as well. So
0: especially, eh. I mean, that last I think Heavy Rain sold somewhere between 2 and 5 million copies, which is incredible for a game like this, because it's not a shooter, it's not like a sports game, it's a different type of game that really caught on to people, so you know people are going to be watching this one. So I I really hope it does well, because the studio is incredible. And they also announced that they were working on a game for PS4, so we know we got a lot more from them.
1: Yay. I think it comes down to, like, also price point, and also launch titles, because you got to think, like, okay, I can get all these, like, PS3 games, and for a cheap PS3 system, if you're going to go that route, versus, okay, I want to upgrade and get the games for the new system because I, I have the backward compatibility issue, um, I think it just comes down to price,
0: honestly, for people.
2: Sure. Absolutely. I, that, no doubt about that. That'll be a factor for a lot of people.
0: Yeah, so it's, But it's nice to see more of this game because we haven't seen it in a while, and I just hope it does well, like I said. Now we got a, one more release date for a game by Capcom called Remember Me. We've talked about this a little bit. It's coming out on June 4th, and this game looks pretty intriguing. It's a new IP, which is always exciting to see, and it's about memory remixing, if you haven't seen it before. So, so Skrillex is in it? Exactly. And so, Walt, Walt. If, if you go into the... <laughs> if you if She is the main character, Nilith is a memory oh, yeah. hunter, or What's whatever her name? you want to call it. Nilith?
2: <laughs> Come on, really, Sony? Or, wait, Capcom. Who, Capcom, <laughs> yeah. sorry.
0: But she can go into people's memories and remix them, change them to her liking. So the one example they gave at the E3 demo was this guy in a room with his girlfriend or wife or whatever it was, and they were in a fight. And you know the way they got mad, they maybe threw some stuff and walked out, and that was it. But she went in and she made it seem like there was an accident that happened when he threw something and he killed this girl. Now he was in his office and he was just reeling from what he did and he couldn't take it anymore and he ended up committing suicide, and ended up that the girl walked in with the police and found out what happened. But this guy was a bad guy, so something. I mean, I'm sure he deserved what he was getting, but it's just it's still it could, though. It's, oh, I know. It's a very interesting mechanic. Bitches be tripping. I know they do. <laughs> but like, imagine imagine where they can take us and what kind of things we can change and maybe it'll be open ended so we can get different outcomes. So I mean, if done well, this could be a very very intriguing game.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Like the mind play, you could like being John Malkovich. You can jump in and out and mess around up in there. That uh, that seems pretty interesting.
2: I'm already thinking of childish stuff. Like, I wonder if I can convince someone that they just shut their pants.
3: <laughs> How
2: awesome shut, would that be? Watch, watch them run them away. <laughs> You're getting ready to fight them, and they run away screaming and crying because they think
1: they just crapped themselves. Yeah, I don't know that. <laughs> Yeah, it yeah, could happen. I don't. I don't know. There might be a kind of a make, make fun- it happen. Capcom funny mini games Maybe Dude,
2: if that if you can do that in the game, I'll forget all about Resident Evil Six. Put like a timer happen. and a counter on the
1: clock, and you're like, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> so, sounds-
2: so they
0: released a new trailer for the game and just announced a couple more details. But looks like it's going to be awesome. Now another game that's coming for PS3, not PS4, is Gran Turismo. Created by the fame studio Polyphony, they've been working on this game since, I think, Atari?
2: Or something it was? Yeah, it used yeah. to be called Pole Position. Yeah, something like that.
0: <laughs> they So Gran Turismo is one of the most successful franchises for Sony, especially in Japan. But the PS3 has not received one yet. They had like some Gran Turismo like test chamber or something where you got to race a few cars. But they hadn't released an actual Gran Turismo game. And they're finally getting there, closer to the end of the PS3 life cycle. Kind of weird they're not coming on PS4? That's really strange, I think. I mean, I guess they've been working on it and they want to perfect those games, but hey, what are you going to do?
1: Yeah, they're getting tired of uh, uh, programming for it and everything and whatnot. And you said that the CPUs are different between the two systems, so this might be just tailored specifically to the PS3, so they just don't want to change it and they just want to get it out. Well,
2: that that comes down to... I mean, you, can, you want to work on a game and make sure it's really good before you release it, but there comes to a point where if you take too long... Then the technology advances past where you're at, and you're all of a sudden you put out some outdated thing that's just not going to be as good. I don't, I don't think that will happen with this kind of game. Right. But I've seen it happen oh, with yeah. other games. But, but yeah, but yeah, Grand Turismo. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Say that,
1: Duke Duke. Oh my god. But yeah, Gran Turismo—they're they're notorious for like having like these great and beautiful cars and like beautiful oh, yeah. everything and like fantastic games. So, but yeah, you're definitely right that they—they're they, taking a while. But
2: so. what was that game that we saw the trailer for uh, on the PS4 announcement? Uh, Drive Club. Yeah, I mean, you know, they're gonna put out and they're gonna like, here we go, Gran Turismo Six. And they're like, yeah, Drive, uh, yeah, Drive Club. Club. Yeah, no one's ever done that, and it looks a little better. Yeah, that's
0: that's actually a weird thing is that one of the big racing titles at the PS4 launch was not Gran Turismo. It was another game. While Gran Turismo will be coming out around the same time, probably, so that's kind of confusing for some people. Could Do it be they the need the first
2: misstep. May Do they
0: need <laughs> the first misstep? Do they need two racing games? I mean, is there enough? Is there? I mean, I know the Drive Club will probably be a little more, maybe not arcadey, but not as serious. But still, I mean, how much racing can one person have?
2: Well, maybe they're just looking at the installed PS3 base and just thinking, look, there's so many millions of people that are going to play this game. you can't change it now
1: but yeah i don't know
2: or both maybe they'll put out put it out on the next gen also and we just haven't heard it yet
1: no idea but no it, clue <laughs> should be great maybe good good racing game
2: not really my type of games but they're always so well done and, and yeah. stuff that you get it's hard not to appreciate them i honestly
1: know? haven't played like a gran turismo since like the second one Same here. So, i Same mean here. i'm sorry but yeah i just can't go around around loops and beautiful cars all the time it's not really my thing,
2: but but they're amazing. And I love watching somebody that's really good at a game like that work their magic on it and shifting and... And and just smooth racing. Me, I'm sideways, backwards, getting hit yeah. by everything.
1: I was more like a big like Need for Speed guy, where like the cops yeah. and robbers oh, and like, or uh, like road rash Burnout back take, in the day. Burnout
2: Takedown and Burnout yeah. Revenge were my two favorites. Oh
0: so good. I mean, we'll see what happens. They didn't really release much of any more news, but just that it is coming this year, and we'll probably see more at E3 or something, along with the next Final Fantasy. Guys, how about that one?
1: Yeah, uh, hopefully it comes out. I don't know. Whatever, and Final Fantasies are so weird, and I think the creators are weird too. You can never peg them down or know what they're doing. So Seriously, this
2: is a, I, I don't sh- know.
1: It's so random and weird sometimes that I'm just like, I, I stopped paying attention. Uh, Final Fantasy 12 uh, when they messed up the summons, I was like, whatever. You guys can do what you want until you come out with a good Final Fantasy game again, please. But uh, 10 was great, I must say. 7 was great, so I think you got to skip like three. And then you're back to
0: greatness again, like every third, maybe? Yeah, who knows? But well, I actually want to point out a pretty funny Kotaku article where some one, of, one of the editors was calling uh, Square Enix the Japanese developer, publisher, and dream dreamrunner, Square Enix. <laughs> <laughs> it was just this hilarious article just bashing Square Enix, which I hate doing because they've made some incredible games, but lately they've just been way off track. So we're going to stop mm-hmm. talking about Square Enix, but maybe... A disappointing franchise to some, where it's been going. Not personally, but I know my two co-hosts might think the same. But Assassin's Creed, there was yes, there was some rumors last week that Assassin's Creed Four Black Flag was indeed the next Assassin's Creed game, and we'd be Jack Sparrowing all over the Caribbean. And it turns out that those rumors are true.
1: <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> yeah. Shocking! I think I, I'm just gonna interrupt uh, Adam here. Uh, I think it's hilarious that Assassin's Creed Four is called Black Flag because uh, that's that's the name of a bug killer and Assassin's Creed 3 had a lot of bugs. <laughs> so uh, maybe they're just like sending ah, a message like, we're killing them bugs. Hey, Check I this out. Works. I and, hope that's what it means. And, and pirates. Let's do it. <laughs>
0: like like we mentioned last, last week, they did say that this game would improve on a lot of the faults of the last game. Like they took them to heart, and they want to improve. So a lot of the stuff they revealed is that this game is not a continuation of Connor's story from Assassin's Creed 3, but you're actually going to go back in time and play as his grandfather, Edward. Now, this guy is going to be more charming, more Jack Sparrow-like, if you will, and he's going to be kind of probably more like Ezio from Assassin's Creed 2, because they had a problem with Connor. He was too stoic and serious and all that stuff, but hey, what are you going to do? When you're a pirate, you've got to capture that audience. Um, It's going to take place in the earlier half of the 18th century in the Caribbean, and they're trying to go more historically accurate. There was a quote from one of the lead developers who said, no parrots, no krakens, and no theme park shine.
1: Thank goodness, because I am so sick of krakens. It's krakens everywhere. It, it's like people have crack for krakens. It's like the ultimate enemy. I mean, think about movies, uh, games, or whatever. I mean, Pirates of the Caribbean was mostly just kraken the whole time. I, I don't know. And then they had... Uh, a couple other movies that came out as soon as I they heard of the, the Kraken's coming. Got War a
0: warhead of Kraken too. Or yeah right. And yep. then
1: um, Clash of the Titans or whatever uh, that one movie with the Titans. that Kraken. the Kraken. Yeah, it was just like, give me a break with this thing. It's a giant squid. I mean, what do you do with the squid? You fish with them, you eat them, and they shoot ink or whatever. Big deal. <laughs> I don't Release care. Release
2: the calamari. Yeah,
1: exactly. It's stupid. Yeah. So the,
0: along the lines, they also mentioned Sons of Anarchy. They want to kind of capture that dark and grittier side of pirate, piracy, or I mean, I know Sons of Anarchy is about pirates, but the tone is there—that it's a dark, it's a real, it's a world. It's not like a fantasy, happy, crazy world. If they if they have like a motorcycle that you can unlock while you're a pirate, I'm gonna buy this <laughs> game so fast it'll make your head spin. <laughs>
3: that
1: would be very I'll buy crazy.
2: it twice. <laughs> yeah.
0: Now they one thing that they did mention that was kind of funny but not really, is that this would be the first naval overworld, which Wind Waker came out a while ago, which was, I think, the first naval overworld where you... Just boated around for hours and hours on end.
1: That sounds fun.
0: Is that even a word, boated?
1: Cause I don't, I don't think... know.
0: <laughs> you, you boat
1: it, boated it around, remote boat. But, yeah, if you can play with a motorcycle while you're on this overworld, that would be fun. But, uh, if you, I mean, they can make the world interesting. I mean, I know the high seas can get kind of boring. Um, there's a lot of sea out there. Uh, but if you can have like random encounters and other stuff, I, I'm sure they can make it fun. But I don't want to be sailing like Wind Waker for like 20 minutes to the nearest island while you are playing a pan flute or whatnot. Give me a break.
2: Yeah, please, please. The only I don't want to see I don't want to see uh, anyone from the has 3 playing a pan flute. It's bad enough seeing Picard do it on an episode.
0: <laughs> oh, low blow. Was that a good or is way
2: that way? skin flute? I don't yeah.
0: know. Yeah, they're also taking a page out of the Witcher 3 handbook and they're trying to go no load times. So when you're sailing and you want to get on land, you're just going to land, get off your ship, go explore, come right back on. If you want to go swimming, they sh- in one of the reveal trailers, they showed them swimming to a shipwreck, and it was all gorgeous. I mean, it was all cutscenes, but it looks pretty cool, and it looks like it's going to be gorgeous.
2: I'll bet you that's the next-gen version with the no-load times.
0: Yeah. I'll bet you, I'll bet you the current-gen
1: stuff, that doesn't happen. Yeah, probably you're right, but... Yeah, there'll probably be a marquee of the, the next-gen uh, gaming that no load times because it's a better system, a stronger system. And plus, they have uh, some of the developers from uh, Far Cry 3 are working on this, which we loved and it didn't have uh, load times or anything like that. I think it's a cool marketing ploy for them or a smart one that um, they're telling people, hey, we have all these great other developers and people who worked on other games, Helping with this one, um, so maybe they can make a make a better game now.
2: Yeah, that's right. The only load times of Parkour is like when you actually were going into a a mission sometimes. Yeah, like
1: a loaded up temple or whatnot. But when you're running around the island, I mean, it's just you go in and things were kind of like kind of loading while you were there, but they wouldn't completely stop you. Yeah,
2: that's pretty smooth. I I didn't even
1: notice it was uh, right. Yeah, it was kind of smooth and flawless almost.
0: And yeah, obviously Far Cry 3 took place in a tropical area, so it's just a natural progression for them to work on that. And then the ocean went, God, I, I just, I'm afraid because the ocean is so scary in Far Cry 3, I don't even want to go in there. Sharks. there be sharks in the yeah, you know, water. I even in the trailer, you saw a shark, and I was like, <laughs> You know, crazy. You
1: know, they're definitely going to have people, like, walking the plank and all sorts of, like, people getting eaten and whatnot. It's going to be, it's going to be cool. I hope so. Yeah. Yeah, so it's.
0: It's going to be great. I mean, they're <clears throat> they're going to have a lot more open-endedness, so in the missions, you might have different tactics and ways to, t- ways to take it down. You'll be able to upgrade Edward and his ship, the Jackdaw. Are you guys related?
1: I'm a Jackdaw. People call me that. I don't know. But I think, yeah, it's cool how you can do, like, upgradable stuff, and they're bringing more uh, options to that, an uh, open world, and, and like you said.
0: Yeah, and one of the more interesting tidbits that they didn't go too in-depth upon was that Assassin's Creed 3 has a very modern counterpart where Desmond, you're going through his ancestry and you're finding out the keys to the battle between the Templars and the Assassins. Well, Desmond's story ended in Assassin's Creed 3. The trilogy was ended. But this in this game, you are the modern storyline. So I don't know if this is a created character. I don't know. Maybe you can take your picture and put your face in the game. Who knows how, how they're going to play like that. But you're hired by a Templar-controlled Abstergo Entertainment which is the group responsible for the Animus, and you're going to research Desmond's ancestry. So that's kind of another way. And they're going to have a balance between the modern storyline and the past pirate storyline. So we'll see how they improve on that one.
1: I uh, didn't catch any of that. I heard something about pirates,
0: and I'm excited about that. So we'll see what happens. (laughs) that's good Jack
3: Um, so I
0: I guess I want to bring it back to you guys I know we've talked about this a little before but after you guys know what this game is about what excites you what scares you and for people who weren't so hot on the last ones what are you hoping this one accomplishes
2: Um, I'm excited about it but I'll be honest with you I'm going to I'm going to see some reviews before I run out and buy it, I think.
1: Yeah, I have to agree. I think I'm super tentative on that, but the trailers look great. It's cool, the fighting and all that, um, but I want to see some like really good content, not just like another trailer, a gameplay trailer, of him jumping on a building and jumping from building to building. Honestly, I think that took me back to Prince of Persia back in the day, where you're jumping off walls yeah. and stuff like that. That mechanic's been around forever. I don't know why it was so revolutionary when Assassin's Creed... Came around with free running. I mean, I get it though that they took it kind of maybe to the max or it was whatnot. Like an open
0: but, world. I mean, it wasn't just in like certain levels. Like you could go all over the place. I, I know, but
1: it, it's the same mechanic though. I mean, a sandbox is nice, but uh, you know, I I played plenty of Prince of Persia and Rewinding Through Time. That was actually more fun than than kind of just jumping around and and the, they call it like. Open world sandbox, but it was tough to go anywhere in the sandbox, especially when you're ground level. You're always like bumping into people. You're like, oh, whoa, whoa, I I don't know. Maybe I just didn't get it.
2: Well, hopefully, it's advanced enough that 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 they can bring something new to the the gameplay mechanics as well as the story and stuff. I love the setting. I love the whole Caribbean. Jungly areas that you see in some of the trailers, the underwater where it looks like coral reefs and stuff. I mean, yeah. that's beautiful it, looking. Things.
1: Yeah, it looks great. And I don't want to be overly harsh. I think it was cool how you like took that guy out and then like stole the chick in the trailer. And yeah. uh, I want to see it's game gameplay. It's what yeah, it comes down yeah, yeah gameplay. I gotta see some gameplay. Yeah, because I would think
0: that was the problem with a lot of with Assassin's Creed Three. A lot of the closed demos and the E3 demo of the ship and all the missions looked incredible, but they kind of hit a lot of the bugs and a lot of the problems with it. So hopefully this game doesn't follow the same fate. looks promising and then doesn't truly deliver.
2: Yeah, I think that, yeah, I want to see gameplay footage. I want to see some reviews, and I want to see, by then, you know, obviously we're going to know when the next gen's upon us, what's coming out. You know, Beyond Two Souls comes out a few weeks before. There's going to be, you know, that first week of November is going to have a bunch of games. It it, it might be one of those games that, as good as it looks, gets pushed back for a while it might um, get
1: it might get buried because I mean there are some titles coming out if I mean, that's what you're saying no, it's not yeah. yeah. going to get buried not a set no I'm
2: experience. talking about for me personally it might get buried right. into in the, into 2014 and right. who knows but I said that about Far Cry and then god it was the opposite the more I did see about it the yeah. more footage I I couldn't resist and I think game. this game's
0: a little different because they did mention that I mean, it, Assassin's Creed is a yearly franchise, like God of or Call of Duty, and they have so many people working on this game. And instead of announcing, like, a time period, they did set a firm date. So, I mean, we'll see if they, they do it. But, but I guess maybe the next-gen could get pushed back, because, I mean, it's probably not going to be released on October 29th, unless that's a telling sign when the PS3 or Xbox is coming out. But it's going to be kind of weird when Assassin's Creed 4 is going to be out, and then those people who are waiting for a PS4 might not pick it up, because they want the PS4 version. <laughs>
1: Right. Yeah, that's something to to think about too. Especially, yeah, you know, the unknown. I mean, I don't know if people are gonna get uh, shy, you know, pulling the trigger on buying games for PS3 or not.
2: I don't know. It's gonna be. I think. I think a lot of this stuff will clear up after E3. Oh, we'll for start sure. Really coming into focus of what's gonna
1: happen.
0: I just want them to announce pre-orders so I can have a peace of mind that I'll be getting one.
1: Yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah. yeah so that's. Or, or uh, just show the console. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really.
0: Assassin's Ooh. Creed 4 Black Flag coming to all your lovely consoles on October 29th. Not Vita. Uh, well, okay. I'm sure, I bet you they'll have another one because Assassin's <laughs> Creed 3 Liberation did do very well. They're probably going to do another entry in that one.
1: I thought, I thought it was supposed to be like a seamless like co-op between the two where you could just play the, the game exactly as you had it on the Vita and vice versa and jump from console to Vita and all that. Well, yeah. in the next gen, I thought that's what the promise was. Right.
0: Well, yeah, but yeah, for next gen, well, you're, you'll okay. be—I mean—you'll be able to play it seamlessly and stream it down. I'm sure. We'll, well see. Let's do it. That's <laughs> All right, let's move on it. to
2: something else. All, All right. right, let's <laughs> do it.
0: So another eh, kind of big franchise, not too giant, but, but you know, it has a nice little following. It's Star Wars.
2: I've heard of it. <laughs>
0: uh, there is a game that was showcased at E3 that was clearly next generation. Called Star Wars 1313, which a lot of people think is the maybe origin story or focuses on Boba Fett because that's his nickname, yeah, yeah. and it also takes place under City of Coruscant. It, I mean the tra- the E3 trailer and demo looked incredible.
2: That one oh was my one of my God. favorites. And I
0: was I mean I'm so excited for a game because Star Wars: The Force Unleashed 2, eh, not very good. The first one was fun, I enjoyed it, and I don't know. Star Wars is such a good universe and franchise, and just hasn't been really used to its potential lately. Unfortunately, we may have to wait a little bit longer for this one. Well, when Disney purchased (coughs) LucasArts and LucasFilms, they claimed that this game would not be affected. Well, I think they lied, because (laughs) this game is supposedly on hold. What
1: what does (coughs) on hold mean, though? I mean, did they find out that there was a giant turd that they had to polish, or they found out that they don't like the game, or or what's going on?
0: Well, they claim they want to focus on the new trilogy. Which, I mean, th- these people have so much money, they could just hire people and make this freaking game.
2: Seriously, that seems like a lame excuse. I know,
0: it's just it's a shame. I mean, this game looks incredible. It would bring a lot of people into it.
2: You mean the tr- new trilogy is for his movies? Yeah, yeah. You know what it is? They want to make movie tie-in games. Oh, God, I hope not. That's, I guarantee that's what it's going to be. Yeah, that's it's, what it is. They're going to make a bunch of movie tie-in games and put off something this that's this much of a... Uh, a new idea, and they're going to shelve that for what they think will sell a lot really quick.
1: What if they had like all the mechanics down, like the gameplay and like the framework, but they're going to take that framework and shift it into the new movie playable games? And Star Wars Thirteen Thirteen is going to be like something they're not even going to do. I mean, for a decade or something.
0: I don't know. I hope not. I mean, I wouldn't put it past some of these companies, but we'll have to see. They. I mean, we we'll, I'm sure we'll learn more maybe at E3 or maybe more about this game's fate, but it's just sad news, because this game looked incredible, and I was i mean, I mean, was hoping it would come out this holiday season, because they showed it last year and maybe it could have been a launch title, which would have been an incredible launch title
1: yeah, oh, I mean,
0: again, Disney, I think I'm
1: with Bill here, Disney's all about synergies and uh, this would fit into their you know movies, video games everything, all together, all the same hit you with it, type of, yeah. Type of marketing, yeah, for sure um,
0: well, on to another franchise that we all love is The Walking Dead. Telltale made an incredible game last year, which we awarded the game of the year, because, wow. And they, (laughs) on Up at Noon...
2: That was the official reason was wow. It was
0: just wow. That's that's really all you can say. On IGN's Up at Noon with Greg Miller, one of the lead writers, Gary Whitta, who wrote Book of Eli and some other things and worked on Episode 4 of The Walking Dead, announced that, yes, they are working on Season 2, but it is kind of far away. However, they're in the process of making something to tide us over. That he didn't say what. Maybe it's another episode. Who knows if it's going to deal with our favorite characters, new characters, a prequel. You never know. But epilogue.
1: Gonna, what? Probably an epilogue.
0: Oh, maybe. But we're gonna get we're gonna get a little bit more Walking Dead before the next Walking Dead gets here.
1: Yeah, I hope it's a a good episode or game or whatever they're doing. Um, I I wouldn't mind them sticking with the same formula that, that they're doing and do like a. I have no idea, honestly. I mean, why don't you just
0: work on episode two? Come on, what gives? <laughs> yeah, really. I mean, it's it's nice to see them do that, but it, it kind of makes you wonder, since maybe they're not sure where they want to go, because maybe they were kind of taken off guard by the success of this game, and they're like, how do we follow this up? Like, we got to make this perfect. we got to make this incredible. So, I mean, it's not scary, because they, these guys, I mean, with with the episodes, they still had to make them while the success was going on. And they finished strong. They stayed to their vision. And these are a good, good company. So I, I got faith in them. Yeah, I did say episode two, but I meant season two, okay? okay. But right. I don't know
1: what's so hard, though. I mean, I I can't get... Can I give it away what happened? But I no. think... No. I, should, I guess I shouldn't. <laughs> that would ruin it for people. But it has a strong. of... You can pick it up from there. I mean, where it ends, you can pick it right up from there. Yeah,
0: well, that's why they did it.
1: I mean... Okay, well then let's just get cracking on some story here. I don't, I don't get it though. Seriously,
0: like I said, they're probably just taking their time and not rushing it because they don't want to ruin it. They don't want to be one of those games that tries to capitalize on the success and come out with an unfinished product, and then lose all the fa- goodwill and faith. I know. I'm just saying this might just be a distraction.
1: Uh, maybe I don't. Know. I mean,
2: yeah, it's sad that Picard died at the end of episode five, but <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> shut up. Zombie Picard is the final boss. Killed by butterflies. Well, so stay tuned for some more news about that, but it's exciting because... Yeah, I I can't wait either way. Yeah, because either way, any more of that game is a blessing. EA.
1: What are they up to, Adam?
0: (laughs) One of the most hated companies in the world, I think it is, actually.
1: (laughs) Um, (laughs) Their servers don't work, and they make terrible decisions. Tell me more. They
0: make really good games, though. (laughs) Um, So, obviously a trend is putting microtransactions into a lot of things and companies are doing it and we understand and you get mad but then you kind of forget about it.
2: Well, at least it's not every
1: game though.
0: Well, yeah. But EA decided that, you know what? We're putting microtransactions in every single game.
1: Every game? <laughs> yeah. They're just letting you know and maybe maybe this is a good ploy. I mean, that's that's the way it's going. So, I mean, you know, you're going to expect it now. You can't complain about it if you know it's going to happen. Because
0: yeah, instead of EA, like, yeah, having to go through this every time, like, what is this microtransaction? By saying it now, people say, oh, yeah, they were right. <laughs>
1: it's coming. Yeah, I don't like so it. Just I don't like batting that at down all. edges. It's like that in every game now, though. I mean, it's a DLC or they call it microtransactions or whatever the heck you want to do. It's money that they want from you.
2: I just think it's a danger slope to where right now, yeah, you don't have to do it like in Dead Space, but eventually, are you going to all of a sudden be like, well, you really need to to get through this game? I'm
1: sure, yeah, I'm sure on the horizon there's going to be microtransactions that'll be game breaking and and it's going to ruin the damn game. It's going to ruin the the damn
2: industry if they keep doing it. It
1: could be, yeah.
0: But, but then you look at real but then you look at real racing who's doing it right. Yeah. So I mean yeah. it's, there's there's that line that you have to cross. There and, is and a respectable walk. way to do it. Exactly. Like you can't like it's you have to understand where they're coming from is I mean it's it's harder for companies to make money especially with the used game market that's still going strong. They're uh. losing money. You know, I you I, I know you sigh, but it's true. It's
2: been, but the used game market's been going around, going on for years and years and years. Yeah, but I so, mean, but the
0: game development costs are getting more and more expensive,
2: and so are the prices of the games.
0: Not that I mean, and, no, it's, they're not. They're, if you look back their, in the past, they're not really that different.
2: you know what? I think the online pass is plenty enough, plenty enough for them to make a lot of money back off the used games. So why are
0: all these companies closing?
2: Because they're making bad decisions, a lot of them, I think.
0: I don't know. I mean, yes, yeah, some of them are, but a lot of these mid-range games just aren't bringing the revenue. I mean,
2: I just don't think that's unused games. I think that the market's so saturated that people aren't. It's like like us in general. I can't buy half the games I want to buy. I don't finish half the games that I do because there's always something else to check out. And a lot of good games, just I'm like, screw it. I'm, I, I can't. I don't have time.
1: I mean, I'll I'll say that, yeah, the, the saturation point's there, but uh, it is a rough industry, and it, it sometimes it's tough to make money. I mean, you know, you can have these AAA titles that totally bomb, like Assassin's Creed or, didn't you know... That did not oh well, bomb. That no, did not bomb. Not and even close. like, 12 million copies, that so did not bomb. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, anyway. Resident, <laughs> Resident Evil 6... Forget what I said. You can buy a crap... You can just make a crappy game and let people buy it. Resident Evil 6 is one, I think, that, that caught
2: the developers off guard that it didn't do what they expected. and um, but You know what? It's, it's sad when it happens, but sometimes some of these developers need to close. To make room for the the ones that are going to keep doing it the right way. And what about the Wii U? Aren't their sales dropping?
0: They've always been dropping.
2: <laughs> oh, You don't have. see Rockstar ever in any kind of financial
0: trouble. That's, That's all i are saying. Yeah. yeah. They make games that are absolutely incredible. And they're not pumping out games every every couple months either. Exactly. No, I know. I mean, I I understand what you're saying. I'm just saying that it's just it's hard to make money in this industry, and it's it's oh, sure. tough, and it's. And, pay, I mean, and I'm not saying used games are the problem. I'm saying they're part of the problem, and they're a big part because, that. I mean, when you when you could get a game for $60, but you buy it for 55 and all the money goes to GameStop, that hurts. I mean, I know it's not the whole thing, but it's still taking uh, off money.
2: I'll give you that. I think used games, especially ones that have just been released, are way too expensive. Yeah, exactly. Uh, if I see that and I see $55, I will buy a used game, or a new game every time. <laughs> yeah. In fact, if it's it's got to be like fifteen twenty bucks off for me to want to buy it used, I, I do want to support the developers. I don't mean to make it sound like I don't. I just don't want to forget about the little guys that that don't have the money to buy all these games, and their only chance to even play some of these games is to get them used.
0: And I just don't want to see those guys get left behind either. Exactly, and I completely agree too. Because I know I like to defend it, but I I'm okay. Like when you're used games, like a lot of older games that are really, really cheap and some other things. It, it, I mean, there are merits and there are good things. To have, but we've um, talked about this a million times. So sure. I just want to j- jump on one more quick confusing microtransaction. <laughs> this, is, this is like, it doesn't really hurt you in a sense, but it can. Uncharted multiplayer, Uncharted 3, that came out, is it two years now, I think? Or something like that? Um, yeah. The multiplayer is going free to play. So you can go on PSN and you can download the whole multiplayer suite. Well, not the whole multiplayer suite, because you can play the deathmatch, Team Deathmatch, Capture the Flag, all those modes, up to level 15 for free, which is like you know, a glorified demo. Now, if you want to raise that level cap to 25, give them, a, give them 5 bucks. If you want to take off the level cap, throw them another 20 you want to play the co-op arena, that's another 10 How about a co-op adventure mode? That's another 12 So if you want to spend $42, you can get the whole multiplayer suite. Not single player, just multiplayer. And then you could go on Amazon and say, screw this, I'll get the whole game for $21. Well, um,
1: <laughs> I'm hoping people are smart enough out there to like try it out up to level 15 and then like check it out to actually buy the game, like you said, through Amazon. But, um, you know, I don't know. If people are dumb enough to do it, you know, you can't fix stupid, you know, spend your money.
0: I don't yeah, know. See, and, and, I mean, I, I can agree with some of the stupid part. No offense to anyone out there. But... I'm I'm happy about this. Well, not happy, but I'm okay with this, and I'm kind of upset because first of all, it's fine if you want to put a demo out there. Like if you want, like, this can bring people in the franchise. They can say, "Oh, I want to try." It. Ooh, this multiplayer is fun. I can just imagine how amazing the single player is going to be, and then they could say, "Okay, let's buy the game." But let's talk about those people that you call stupid. Maybe they're just <laughs> you're not <laughs> no, I really know. stupid. I'm I know, just I uh... know. like imagine if they're just uh, maybe not into the video game industry like a lot of us are. Let's say they just say, "Oh, I, I want to keep playing. I'm going to spend this money. Oh, I'm going to keep playing. Maybe I'll just give them another twenty to get to the all level cap." And they don't realize that they could buy the game for twenty dollars. And then they already spend all this money. And then they're like, "What? Wait, what?" I, I see, that's I think you're that's, the good shepherd, and you're telling them I hey, think that's this is what you should do.
2: I think that's completely insulting. Uh, and and, oh, any, really? and the games, the game companies doing that. I think they know exactly what they're doing, and they're trying to prey on people doing that. And exactly. I think it's, it's not. I think right. it's a bunch of crap. Um they, one, they're just assuming people don't understand math. Yeah. <laughs> Two, they're, they're, that's exactly they're prying
1: on somebody. They well, they think you're stupid, actually. <laughs> I think that's what it is. Well, they're hoping. What makes
2: it even worse is not just that they think you're stupid, they're hoping you're stupid. Yeah, That's Let's what pisses me off about it. Like,
0: How could they rightfully charge $42 for the multiplayer suite when obviously the single player is where the game is at? Yeah, I mean... And I, charge $42. <laughs> like, that is insane.
2: That's, that's wrong. That really bothers me. Yeah, it's, it's insane. So,
0: I mean, check it out if you want, but just be aware that if you try and get the whole multiplayer suite, you're going to be spending more than you can get the whole game for.
2: See, go buy that game used at a GameStop. Buy it used. Don't give them a penny for it, and play the multiplayer for free. F them.
0: Yeah, I know, but they make last of us. Like that developer's sweet.
2: You know what? Hey, I'm not paying fifty bucks to run around playing multiplayer either on that either. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's fair enough. I it's just
2: I'll pay the money for a good game, but when they start doing that, I'll be the first one to tell everyone go buy it you screw yeah. them. Hey,
0: hey. Yeah, don't get Bill Mad. No,
2: no. <laughs> I just I hate seeing people get ripped oh, off. Exactly I, exactly. I hate it. No, it drives me nuts.
0: It's true. Um so yeah, so that's uncharted, that's our microtransactions and we're gonna go into a little devil's advocate discussion ad debate in, in a second, but we kind of wanted to to talk about a trademark that was posted that Deus Ex Human Defiance was registered. Now this could be the trademark for the upcoming movie that was announced, or for the next game in the Deus Ex reboot kind of franchise. The first one was called Human Revolution, so it kind of makes sense that Human Defiance would be the next title. Uh, now there was a rumor that it probably is for the movie, which is kind of depressing because I love Deus Ex. It is so good, and I want another one.
1: My vote is definitely movie because that's what they're gonna do. Not because I want them to do that. I want uh, I want <laughs> them to make right. another game. But yeah, I'm just I'm gonna be right because they make a movie about everything these days. Everything and they rehash it. They just did like Judge Dread. and heard that was awful. So uh,
2: I, I heard good. quite the opposite. Yeah, whatever. I heard it was very whatever.
1: <laughs> Quit contradicting me, people. <laughs> hey, I'm. What, hey, I,
2: I'm not gonna. Be, I'm not. I gotta be honest to the people out there because I know there's a lot of people listening that are gonna be saying, "Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa." What about
1: what about the remake of Red Dawn?
2: All right, that's a turd. All right, here
1: we
0: go. <laughs> now we're now we're getting into the meat, meat <laughs> yeah. of it. Yeah. So I we'll see more on that, but I just wanted to point that out because I do love me some Deus Ex. Oh, and I I forgot another kind of interesting tidbit of news is Yu Suzuki, who is a developer of Shenmue, one of my favorite franchises of all time, who was. Disappointingly, cut short of a planned trilogy, announced that he still has interest in making Shenmue three, and he might be considering bringing it to Kickstarter, so pe- the crowd can fund it. Which <laughs> I would give them so much money.
2: You know what I say, baloney? Because uh, this dude every couple years talks about the remake might be coming. Yeah. Re- I think he just wants attention. I don't he's think he's probably. doing anything. I just
0: he, I, I don't know. I, mean, no just, I know there's still some there's still some licensing issues and other things, but yeah, I just, just I, oh, I want this game too.
2: It's like just shut up and do it, dude. Seriously, yeah, really. if you're going to keep talking about that it might happen, you might remake it and you might be able to bring the remake to Xbox Live Arcade and I know. be He's had already.
0: It's already done. Just
1: shut up and do it. Yeah. And what about the remake for Total Recall? Wasn't that a bomb, too? Yeah, from what I've heard. All right, I, did, there you I go. didn't. All waste right, my cool. Time. I'm two for three. Nice. As,
2: no, much as, I, as much as I love Kate Beckinsale, I did not watch that movie.
0: Now, before Jack ruins his ratio, we're going <laughs> to take a moment to thank our sponsors. For you, the listeners of The Gamer's Advocate, Audible is offering a free audiobook download at www.audibletrial.com backslash Advocate. There's over a 100,000 titles to choose from, and our very own Bill Roberts has one for you to listen to right now.
2: All right, this week I am re- again returning to the independent author route. There's a lot of good independent authors that have their stuff on, uh, on Amazon.com for sale at very good prices, very cheap. In fact, the one I'm going to mention today was uh, free. And uh, the cool thing is now a lot of these independent authors are getting their stuff, audio versions, put out on Audible.com. And uh, the author for this book, his name is Brett Battles, and this book is called Sick. It's about a man named Daniel Ash who wakes up one night to hear his daughter crying and screaming, going in to try to console her, assuming it's a bad dream, instead walks in to find her burning alive. Um, And at this point, a bunch of RMM bust through the door. And let's just say they're not exactly the good guys trying
0: to help them. Um, it's a very tense type book and uh, I think people will like it. Yeah. So to download SICK or any of other of the 100,000 audiobooks Audible has to offer, go to audibletrial.com backslash advocate. Again, that's audibletrial.com backslash advocate for your free audiobook. And now back to your wonderful show. Hey, everybody. So, last week we discussed the PS4. Personally, I think we came to the consensus that Sony did a pretty good job. I mean, maybe... Some of the guys were a little disappointed on some things. But overall, I think it was a very good announcement for the PS4. Now, we kind of want to take it to the other side and say, how should Microsoft respond? Are they in trouble? Are they in the right position? Let's kind of jump right in. I know Bill's got a pretty strong opinion.
2: I think uh, I, I love the fact that Microsoft waited and the fact that they did not overreact to the positive reaction that Sony got. And they just they're kicking back and they're waiting. And and had they come out and said made an announcement for the next week or a few days later, I would have said that's panic move. But not only are they waiting through March in the next, I forget what the next big uh, electronics conference. GDC Game Developers Conference. Um, They're waiting past that, and you know Sony's going to keep putting out stuff, putting out stuff. I think what they're going to do is wait for that hype to kind of die back down a little bit, and they're going to do their thing at the end of April and. If they do it right, if they have the goods to back it up and they come out and they wait for that Sony momentum to die down a little bit, they can blow it out the water and then turn around you know, six weeks later at E3 and really drop another bomb. I think if they got the goods, they got the games, they got the exclusive titles and all that, and it all lines up, they got all the features Sony has, I think they're going to knock it out of the park. If not, could be could be scary for them.
0: Yeah, now, but here's something to think about, though. Obviously, that could happen. Microsoft is a good company. They know what they're doing, especially with the Xbox. But my the big wild card and the trump card for Sony is this Gaikai. Because we, the, the system specs for both next-gen consoles have kind of been revealed, and they're more or less identical. And a lot of the games are going to be coming to both. I mean, I'm sure they'll still have their exclusives. But what if Xbox doesn't have a feature similar to Gaikai, which is the sharing feature, or in the cloud saving and streaming, or they don't have another feature that's equivalent in how awesome it could potentially be. What if this system just comes out and they have another Gears of War, they have another, I don't know, if they tease a Halo or something. I mean, maybe, what if their confidence will bite them in the in the booty? <laughs> I, don't,
2: I don't think that would be a deal breaker. I think if the rumors are true that they are going to block used games and it's got to be an always-on Internet connection, I think that'll be a deal-breaker. And I'll tell you right now, if that's the case, you know I've always kind of leaned towards the Xbox. I will go completely the other way and pre-order a PS4 if I find out that those are true.
1: Yeah, I think, uh, as Bill was saying, the trains left the station with the uh, PlayStation. I mean, they've got their marketing rolling and going. they just got to keep the steam up, so to speak, in the engine. Now, Microsoft's just holding back. They could be holding back with howitzers like cannons and just blast them away so to speak with with the gaming and the game developing coming up uh I, I don't know i wish i would know right now because i'm excited for it like playstation keeps like feeding us info and news and games and all that which is great for us cuz as gamers we get excited but sure. how long how much staying power do they have i don't know
2: yeah i i get that's what i think microsoft's doing i think uh waiting even longer and and more, what's going to happen is it's going to take that momentum Sony has and kind of use it against them because Sony's not going to give out everything before E3, so eventually this little bit of stuff's going to die down, and the longer Microsoft doesn't say anything, the more people are going to start wanting to because everybody wants to know what's behind the door they can't see. So people are going to start talking more about, well, what's Microsoft got? What are they going to do? What are they going to do? And if they got it, they're going to knock it out of the park.
0: Yeah, but they could also go the other way. They could be like, what the hell is Microsoft doing? Yeah. Like, why well, Why aren't they letting... Us, like, let's say PS4, like, keeps releasing stuff. Maybe they show the system in a couple weeks. Maybe they talk about some other things, maybe another exclusive, maybe another game they have, and they keep that steady stream of info going, and that train keeps going fast, and then Microsoft comes in and is like, hey, guys, and then, boom, just blows them out of the water.
2: Well, here's the thing. I, the, I don't think you have to worry about that with Microsoft not having anything, because we know they've got an announcement coming we know they're they're they have something um i don't think the sharing thing is is nearly a big as de- as a big deal to a lot of the average everyday gamers i think some of the hardcore gamers are going the, the Gaikai, are going that's going to be a big deal to them
0: i'm talking more about the cloud Service, not necessarily the sharing, because yeah, I mean that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm I'm talking about having all your games available, having them download in the background, having everything instant streaming to your phone, all this.
2: I I think that's more for the hardcore people, which obviously you know that's a big a big part of it. Microsoft might go the other way and go more casual gamer, like and if that's true, like I said, they're gonna that probably means they will do the blocking of used games and all that stuff, and I that'll turn me off. But I still think it'll do well if the system is is solid. Yeah, I think
1: they are taking a gamble, though, in waiting, because, like I said, uh, PlayStation's already out there selling people, and people are kind of making up their mind already. They're getting into the specs, and they know all about the system, and they might get to a tipping point that says, hey, I want this system. You, you sold me. This sounds spectacular and great. I don't think there's anything to go wrong with it. I think it's awesome. Boom. Here's my money. I'm putting it in the piggy bank. I'm going to get this. True, but
2: there's still plenty of time to change people's mind again, too.
0: Oh, that's true. And also, it's also kind of a weird situation because, like, Assassin's Creed 3 was just announced. Or 4, sorry. And they said, you know what? PS3 is going to get 60 minutes of exclusive DLC, which is also coming to PS4, which is also going to get more exclusive stuff to next-gen. I mean, these games can't even talk about Xbox. That was the biggest problem before PS4 announced, is, like, you couldn't talk about next-gen. It was like a taboo. They would say, ooh, next-generation hardware. But now... PS4 is getting this game, PS4 is getting this exclusive content, and people are hearing that. And maybe if they don't follow the industry, maybe when Microsoft goes out, maybe it won't be as big. But I also kind of want to jump on the other side and mention something that I I realized the other day. You know what company was surprisingly absent from the conference? EA. Um, I'm. I've been hearing
2: some rumors that EA is working with a lot of exclusive stuff for Xbox.
0: Yeah, I mean, like I know Call of Duty has always had a lot of exclusive maps and DLC, and like, I mean, I don't know. If, if so they, what if they got the Micro- Call of Duty exclusive? That would. Be, See, <laughs> I don't think, think that's possible. But if they did, if, that could.
2: If Microsoft's not talking, EA's not talking. That tells me there there's something to it. There's something that they're going to announce that that EA, it might not be having anything to do with Call of Duty. Um, wait, Call of Duty, that's Activision. Or yeah, well,
0: Battlefield V.A. Yeah, okay. But so they, maybe yeah, they,
2: Battlefield Four is going to be an Xbox. But still, That's they they
0: had they had stuff with um, Call of Duty, and that game wasn't announced. And you know, Microsoft pretty much every conference usually like starts with Call of Duty and ends with Halo. So <laughs> well, I mean, they probably have something.
2: Oh, I'm sure they have something. That's the, what I'm saying. That yeah. that tells me that they they're. they're not just sitting back and worried like, oh no, what do we do? And they're not panicking. I think they're they're loading up their forces, oh,
1: exactly. cooking to something come up, yeah. take
2: down your civilization. Yeah.
3: <laughs>
1: yeah, like earlier, but yeah, or they could like like a Madden exclusive. That would probably be ridiculous. That but...
2: would be a deal breaker <laughs> in the sports.
1: Right, no, I, I don't know. see that happening. But but yeah, probably never happened. But you know, just Tony, throwing out there, Tony
2: and and Madden have been, to, you
1: know. But I, I want to get to the point about how the hype machine <laughs> only works for so long. You're definitely right. We all know that you can only talk about something for so long, and then it eventually plateaus and dies off. But at the peak of this, at the peak of planning, let's say Xbox hasn't whispered a word yet, you can pre-order the pre orders come out for PlayStation Four. Then they really got you locked up because they've sold you and now you can pre order stuff and games and titles. That that's that's the that's dangerous. Some people. that's dangerous. I
2: I agree, but you can also cancel a pre order, you can also just you can very easily move that pre order onto something else and you can sell it on ebay. Yeah, I guess you're right, but, but, uh, yeah, I, but we yeah, I should buy both systems, but I'll sell them on You're like right. That. There, are, there are people that once they pre-order it, they're going to say, "I'm going to stick with that." You, absolutely, right. that that is a dangerous right. game they're playing.
0: Yeah. And well, and I think Microsoft. What Microsoft needs to do is, that, first of all, we know that they're going to be improving Connect, which I think could be cool if they do certain things to it, because Connect, I've said this before, is a technology that did not live up to its potential. Its potential is pretty awesome. But the technology just, it's not true one-to-one, it's not the stuff. And you know what, motion gaming is kind of, I don't know, a thing of, not the past, but it just hasn't been done well. But if Kinect 2 is like, one of the rumors we heard earlier, like Siri-like, where you can say, Xbox, turn on. Xbox, play uh, play Netflix, play an episode of The Office. And it's all seamless and it's fast. And it's just, because Xbox and Microsoft is pushing the entertainment. They want to replace... All of your your cable boxes, your DVD players, all that stuff, they want to be the singular device in your house that people will control. And if they really push that and they get voice to work, they get all these exclusive deals with the entertainment providers, and, and they actually have good games, they could really have a winner on their hands.
1: Well, I, I, yeah, I, I can't wait to find out. I think uh, the Kinect uh, is kind of like the avita uh, They have this great technology and piece of hardware that they need to like flesh out and like really get in there and make it more uh, appealing to everyone and more functional, but I think they're they're getting there I mean the connect is getting better and better well, the working with games and voice commands and cameras and movement, and I think you got a a cool piece of hardware there well yeah, and you add in the the
2: processing power of the next gen hardware to a a better connect system, and all of a sudden you've got you might have something that's Exactly what they hoped for last time.
0: And also, yeah. the and another problem is that Connect was not included with every system. Connect Two will more than likely be included with the next Xbox, which will make developing for it and integrating it in every every game that much easier and that much more accessible to everyone. Because, right. like we say before, with the move and the Connect, like why would you focus on such a small segment of the market when you could focus on the whole big pie, whatever you want to call it.
1: The whole enchilada, as they say.
0: Yeah. So it's. Microsoft I've got to believe that they're confident because yeah, they didn't say they're if they're really waiting till after GDC and they're going to let PlayStation 4 have that that mm-hmm. spotlight and have the developers talk. They better have some nice cards up their sleeve. Which, you know what? I don't doubt they do, but I'm just saying they should be careful. Like I don't think they should get too confident because they could come out and say some things and say, "Oh, we have a new Gears of War and we have a new exclusive." And then people are going to be like, "So,
2: Right. Well, I, I think it's more than that. I really do. I think. I think the EA tipping, you know, being quiet is an indicator of that. But uh,
1: we'll find out
2: uh, probably the end of April. I'll just say that like,
1: Microsoft won't be soft. They'll be coming micro hard at these people. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? We're out of here. So we go. <laughs> Thank you, Jack. For I think that
0: discussion on a high note. <laughs> So, yeah, that, that more than more or so wraps up Episode 16 of The Gamer's Advocate. We really appreciate you coming to find us, and always know that you can find us on iTunes. You can subscribe to us, give us ratings, whatever your little heart desires. If you ever want to be a part of the show, email us at podcast at thegamersadvocate.com. Again, that's podcast at thegamersadvocate.com. If you want to follow us on Facebook, follow that blue shield. Look for us there. And on Twitter, we're at Gamers. If you want to follow me, I'm at Adam Bankhurst.
1: I'm at Bill Roberts Ish. I'm at Jack Whittington.
0: And of course, as always, we want to thank Jesse, aka One Stop Panda Drop, for our logo and our theme song.
2: And to end the show tonight, we have got a special treat for our gaming friends. Uh, my friends in the band Crynos, a uh, Columbus area band, who we've played them a few weeks ago, played their song Kill Switch. Um, they sent me a brand new song that they are submitting to. Um, hopefully be chosen to be uh, used in the Doom 4 soundtrack. Um, I don't know if it would be a main title song, an end credit song, but to be involved with that would be really cool. I, uh, I think once you hear the song, you'll see that it fits very nicely. So uh, to Krynos and Dread Engine Productions, uh, they I thank them very much for sending us their song, Doom, and I hope you dig
1: it.
0: Yeah, so for the Gamers Advocate,
1: I'm Adam. I'm Bill. I'm Jack. Enjoy this world premiere exclusive. Have a great night.
0: See you later, ding-dongs.